Hi, my name is Nick Craig, and this is another Leading from Purpose podcast. I have a special guest today, Sandra Schoenhoven, who is the head of sustainability for ING. Sandra, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Nice to be here. It is so great to be here. And I understand that today was one of your first days back in the office. It is, yes. So I'm I'm having this fake background, but I'm actually also really here in the office. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, I had a real meeting with real people, and um, we even struggled with the Beamer. You know, that's so unknown <laughs> these days. Well, yeah, exactly. You got to struggle with the technology, no matter where you are, even if you're in the office, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I just want to say um, thank you for joining me. Uh, I'd like to start with you sharing your purpose statement. Yes, my purpose is to serve elephant for dinner. You're going to have to explain that, why those words, because that definitely is going to have everybody going, what did you just say? And maybe even more that you just said that I'm uh, you know, responsible for sustainability. How on earth can someone uh, with a sustainability profile serve elephant for dinner? That's so controversial. Well, that's actually part of it. I like to be a little bit controversial. If everyone says yes, then I am very much inclined to say no, because I think there's always a different side of anything. So that's part of the elephant. But it's also that I am a bit of an overachiever. I always want to do more and better and change things around. That's also part of the elephant because it's a big thing. And I also like structure. If I don't get it, I like to structure things. So eating an elephant in one go is probably not something you you can do. You need to slice it up, and that's also why it is an elephant. And then the serving part is really about how I like to be part of any group, whether that's with two people or a bigger group, I like to be the servant. And that experience came from an early age when I was working in, in, in hotels. Um, I, I really liked that. I like to be the bit of the entertainer, you know, but to organize it and, and be in the lead. It's also about being in the lead, but in a serving way. And then dinner is, I don't like big crowds. I like more intimate <laughs> two people. So this podcast is really, really great for me because you can have a real and meaningful conversation. And I get a little bit lost if I'm in big, big groups. So that's why it's dinner. Mm, okay. Well, I get now that makes more sense. Now, you know, for me, purpose statements are like titles to movies, which is if I mention Casablanca or God with the Wind or The Wizard of Oz or Pulp Fiction, those words by themselves have no meaning, right? It's only when you see the movie that they have meaning for you. In some ways, it's the movie that matters. In some sense, it's the story that matters. And the one that you're just telling us, that story is in some sense where purpose resides. And as you talk about it, I feel like I'm stepping into that place with you of your purpose, of what the magic is. And if we look at the journey that you've been on since you've been able to get clarity on your purpose, what are some of the things that you think would be helpful for the rest of us to understand as to how purpose has shaped what you have seen, what you have done, and how's it turned out? Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the things that purpose for me really showed me is my uniqueness. <laughs> so so that I, for me, the combination of the three, uh, my purpose is very short, but these three items in my purpose, that combination is the uniqueness, right? It's 
more people would like to, you know, eat elephants or do structuring. But it's the combination of that that makes it unique. And what it has taught me is that why I actually like things, why I hate things, why it hurts me so bad or hits me so bad if something happens, it's because my purpose actually shows up or I'm not able to show my purpose. And for me, you know, living through some of the uh, crucible stories that um, uh, your program gets us to, right? So why was that a crucible for some other people that might not have been a crucible, for, but for me it was, and that's because my purpose showed up. And I think that was a very a learning journey because now I recognize it immediately when it happens. So it can you share is, with us, can you share with us one of those stories? I mean, a crucible story, for those who don't know, is one of those challenging life stories that sort of knocks us on our butt, right? Exactly. Yeah, so when you when you think your everything is going well, and all of a sudden it turns out that things are completely different, and you are actually not being part of that. So, I mean, everyone, I think, and the same goes for me, has been uh, going through, let's say, a reorganization in your job. And you think you know everything, and all of a sudden, things move a totally different way. I was in such an experience, and I totally misunderstood and misread everything that was going on. And when I found that out, I felt miserable, lonely, stupid. And I think the reason for that, and it was actually one of the CLI people, Jessica, who was a great coach for me during the session leadership that I went through, she actually pointed out, you know, the reason why that was such a big disappointment, because you you always want to be there, right? So you're the, the servant, so you want to be there, and you want to put that elephant on the table. And all of a sudden, there's someone else putting that elephant on the table. And that's why, for you, that's a crucible story. Other people might think, oh, well, that's easy. I'm done with it. I don't have to do it. But for me, it was a big, uh, big disappointment. So I think that's something that I kind of carry with me because it happens all the time. It's not a one-off experience that you will have in your life. It, it will happen more. And then every time I, you know, remember wise words in my head to say, ah, oh, you're disappointed. You feel miserable because it's your purpose. So you will get over it. So purpose helps you get over it. Is that what you're saying? It helps you to deal with it on a higher level, so to say. So to maybe look at yourself a little bit uh, like an out-of-body experience almost, where you look at yourself and you can actually, you can put it into another place where not just the feeling, but a little bit more the rational uh, part comes with it as well. Does okay. it make any sense, Nick? Because uh, I'm not it sure. It makes uh, sense. I mean, I think that what, <laughs> you know, what I know about purpose is, as we have worked with it, is that in some sense, in times of great uncertainty, it's the only thing that doesn't change. Yeah. So in some ways, yeah. you know, when all the other stories fall apart, it's the one story that still stays. Right. And we can sit from that place and look at the world as that what's happening and go, okay, so this helps me understand it. And in some sense, it's my unique set of glasses that I can see the world not through what the newspaper tells me or what somebody else says, but what is it that in my gut is really the truth about what is it that this means for me, right? And so yeah. I think that's the case for you. And now, I'm interested because before we get to the conversation about sustainability, which we will get to, I just want to talk a little bit more about you. And one of the unique things about our experience together is that you have gone from being in charge of sustainability to also deciding that you want to help us teach these programs at ING. And that has come with a huge level of 
time and energy and commitment on your part. And so I'm just really curious about why would you have decided to jump into helping teach this material, right, as opposed to just simply being head of sustainability, which would have been fine by itself. Yeah, maybe two reasons. The first one that I felt so privileged to receive the training uh, going through the TFLE to be guided on, you know, what is your purpose? Because for me, it, it, it really changed my life. I, I was really able to, you know, maybe grab it a little bit more. And it's not just the purpose, but also the action plan, right? So also, okay, what are you going to do with this? So for me, receiving that gift, it was sort of a no-brainer to say, I also want to pass that gift on. I talked to my team a lot of times when I was being a facilitator during the TFLE sessions. I came back and then my team said, well, very nice for you, but we don't get any of this. <laughs> And I, I felt we need to pass this gift on. So when then the opportunity came to actually become a session leader and to really pass this gift on, yeah, for me, it was sort of a no-brainer. I had to do this because I really believe that everyone can be so helped if you understand better your purpose and you understand how to build an action plan based on your purpose. So that's the biggest reason. Another one is a bit more selfish reason. I get so much energy by doing it. I just, for me, it's always this big smile on my face when I end a session. I hear these beautiful purposes. So I'm very result-oriented. So it's like an instant result. <laughs> and it works every time. I don't know what the formula is that you created, Nick, but it works every time. So it's like instant gratification. <laughs> and well, yeah, It works I'm every really time happy. because you're there. I guess so. I guess so. I think, so. I think you get to you step into your purpose, and it's impossible for people not to go there. Now, here's the thing: you work for a bank. It's a pretty serious bank kind of place, right? Why do you think doing this work on purpose is of benefit to bankers? Why does this matter to you, from the perspective of working for an organization that happens to be a bank in Holland? I think it matters for everyone, whether you work in a bank, whether you work in a small company, whether you work for a big company. What I do see is that working for a bank can be quite abstract, distant, especially in, in headquarters, right? And then these purposes actually tell people how to connect their personal side or who they are as a person with also what they do in their day-to-day -day job in their workspace. And I think for many people, but I really do not believe that it's only true for bankers, that is something that they might have feel a little bit disconnected with. And that that's why a lot of a lot of my colleagues, including myself, really value this. So I think that's an important one. And what I really hear a lot, and maybe that's also a little bit the link to my role as um, being in sustainability, I get so many colleagues to say, I want to do more with sustainability. I want to bring more value. I want to do something that's meaningful. So also, you know, that need or that wish is, is quite strong. And it also has to do a lot with people really wanting to be meaningful, living their purpose. But then, of course, the first question is, so what is actually your purpose? So what are you going to deliver 
when you say, I want to work on sustainability and I find that meaningful. So what is it that you're going to contribute? So I guess it's a little bit in everyone. It's just a human thing. Okay. Thank you for sharing. So what we want to do now is we want to step into the journey of sustainability for a little couple of minutes here. And tell us about your journey at ING and sustainability and what is the kind of work that you're up to within ING? Yeah, um, sustainability is its a great journey. It's constantly changing. I've been working on sustainability now for more than five years in ING, and it's never been the same. So for one, uh, and sustainability is a very broad theme, eh? so maybe first let me explain what it means to, to us as ING. It means that we want to contribute to a healthy planet with prosperous people living on it. Now, still, that's really high over. So what we can contribute to is making sure that what we finance and what we don't finance is aligned with climate change, meaning that we contribute to limiting the negative impacts on climate change. And we offer, of course, uh, lending uh, products uh, to our customers, both retail, uh, so private individuals, as well as bigger organizations. And we can measure the impacts of that. And that's what we try to do. And once you know that, once you measure it, you also know how to steer it to more climate alignment. So less impact, less negative impact on, on climate. And I think when most people think about sustainability, that's actually what they are thinking about. It's climate action, it's climate change. But sustainability is a lot more. It's also looking at what is hampering you to live your life purpose of ING, also as a bank, we have a purpose, empowering people to stay a step ahead. It also means that you need to understand what today is and how you can actually achieve your future plans as well. And financials, your financial situation is a crucial element for that. So um, for us, sustainability also means that we help people in their finances. And that's, of course, not helping people to buy a boat next to their house. Yeah. As a bank, we are here for people to do that. But as sustainability, uh, when it comes to financial health, we more look to people that struggle. And there's a lot of people struggling. Only in Europe, 40% of people that struggle to make ends meet. It's a huge percentage. It doesn't mean they all get into very problematic debt, but it does mean that they can use a bit of help And as a bank, we should help them with that. But if you just look at climate, (laughs) quite technical sometimes, and then all the way to financial health, it's a very broad uh, spectrum. And what I've seen, the change in sustainability over the last years is that it's been quite, well, almost next to what a company does. And this goes for ING, but it goes for all companies, next to what you do. So it's additional stuff and you do some community investments, uh, you do some donations, you do some volunteering. But over the last years, it's really become integrated. So really at the core of what you do as an organization, just like us. So we really look at who do we lend our money to and can we measure the impact of that? And the next phase is, yeah, it's really going to be regulated. And that's a good thing because that means Everyone needs to adhere to that, and everyone is obliged to make sure that you understand what your impact is, 
but also when the impact of you know a polluted environment for example will be on on you as an organization um, so it's a no escape thing for for future uh, but there's still a lot of room to you know differentiate yourself by focusing on specific elements where you really can contribute and maybe that's also a very nice loop back into purpose i mean you can just adhere to the rules and regulations that are coming uh, on sustainability. But if you know, understand your purpose as an organization as well, you still will understand how you can still make a difference. Because that's still the uniqueness of your organization. And, and if that is supporting people with their finances, that they really do not you know, need to care about it, doesn't mean that they will earn more money. Yeah? It's really about being in control mm. by you know, uh, using our, our digital app, for example. I think that would be yeah, an ultimate dream that, that, that uh, I would have. Um, and that we really understand how we can you know, minimize impact through our lending book. Yeah, I think that would be uh, what we are striving for. So there's the bigger purpose of sustainability, and then there's the sort of tactical activities that have to be happening, both on the climate change to, from that all the way to, who do we lend to, and how do we make sure that people are sustainable? So you're looking at sustainability as sort of the big sustainability, as opposed to the, just the one, one tagline. So remind me of your purpose one more time. My purpose is to to serve elephant for dinner. So. One of the things that you and I have talked about but is an important characteristic of purpose is when there's this combination that happens at the same time that you could argue doesn't make sense, but it does, which is when we find ourselves really excited and a little scared. Because I think in some sense for a lot of people, um, I think everybody feels overwhelmed, but a lot of people are bored and overwhelmed, which is not a very fun place to be. And for me, the people who are the real leaders are the ones for which they're in a place where there is no map and they become the map makers. But one of the conditions of being a map maker is you're always gonna be feeling really, really excited and a little scared because it isn't clear how it's gonna play out. So I'd like you to just think about for yourself, where is it that you feel really excited and a little scared? It's such a good question. <laughs> I think the, um, the scaredness is about Indeed, the overwhelmness of what sustainability means for us as a company, what it means for me, all the things that I need to learn, sometimes quite technical, sometimes difficult to oversee the consequences of any decision, sometimes scary because you will need to tell that things are not uh, the way we thought it was, right, that it's suddenly different <laughs> because complexity is just something that we were not able to foresee at the beginning and many people like it to you know it was this and then it doesn't change but that's not what is what is with sustainability it changes all the time and then the scary part is how can you manage that how can you still oversee that can you prepare the organization of what is happening now and yes, it will also still be the same in six months' time, where you will probably know that it's not come to be. And it actually also excites me because I, I like change, you know. I changed my room when I was little, like uh, every other week, <laughs> because I just don't want it to be in the same uh, place. I stopped doing that uh, at some point, but I, I, I constantly want to see things changing. So uh, it's also an exciting place for me. 
So I think that's the combination, um, the, the, the complexity, knowing already that what you say today is not going to be per se true tomorrow. Um, it's, it's scary and exciting. In your team, do you think your team is both really scared and a little, little really, really excited and a little scared? Sorry. I think you took up exactly. on a journey, didn't you? Did you took your you took, you asked this question to your team, right? Yes. Yes. So tell us what happened. I, uh, yes, it was a part of my team. So uh, a part of the team that is actually really working on something new, really new. Um, and this is also a group of people that were quite new to each other. So I felt it was a very good thing to do to you know get to know each other a little bit better. So. We went on a walk and some people were physically there on the walk. Others were there by phone because not everyone was able to come. And we had a few questions and then also this question. And after answering and hearing, especially hearing others, the response to these questions, uh, but also some questions about what did they love doing when they were young and, and all these, you know, purpose-like questions. But this was really the, the crucial question. We said, okay, what can we learn from each other based on this question from what are your superpowers? So what did you hear about someone else's superpower? And so at the end of the walk, we, we, we were standing in a, in a circle and it was by the way in the woods. So it was already, you know, standing in a circle in the woods. <laughs> and everyone was so very able to point out, these are your superpowers. Mm. Because no one really knew each other that well. I think that's the strength of this question, that you immediately understand that's what you are able to contribute. And actually to me as, you know, someone who likes this team to perform well, felt really confident. Because if we have all these superpowers together, then even if the task ahead is really complex and daring and, and, and tough, I'm pretty sure we can make it. And especially if you know, if you can rely on the superpowers of someone else, and they were also extremely different. So there were no, like everyone's superpower is to structure or whatever, then it's scary. But they were very, very different. So I think that that was good. And I also got some feedback after uh, that they felt, wow, that's a super question. So I told them I, I, I stole it from you. That's okay. <laughs> um, okay. And for them, what did they say was the thing that was really exciting and a little scary for them? Quite similar to what I just shared, actually, that it was so difficult for them to oversee what was still ahead and that they also felt they still had to learn so much. They had to learn it so quickly. I think that was the main thing, but also that it is difficult to see what do you need to do first and what comes after, right? To sort of structure structure the entire thing. And exciting at the same time to be part of something that is going to create something completely new. That's the exciting part. And for me, that's the place that purpose resides for most of us, is, is that in that magical place, the combination. And, you know, in some ways, the beautiful thing about what you're doing is you're really going and creating the future for everybody, not just at ING, but for others as you discover how do you do this in a world that's continually changing? What is the definition of sustainability? As you're saying, it's changing. And in some ways, this is where purpose has its greatest value because where there is no map, we need something solid to stand on and purpose is the one thing that doesn't change. So in some sense, it gives us a sense of direction in a place in which there's no clear signposts, right? So, and here you are, 
doing this and leading this. Well, I want to thank you for having this conversation with me today and for sharing your wisdom and for us all getting to step into your purpose of eating the elephant. Thanks a lot for having me. It was a wonderful conversation, Nick. Thanks a lot.